it's stupid. Oh my God. Would you say it's been? It's one been. Week. It's one been. Week. One week, twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. How do you what? measure? Measure a, a week, week in a year. In seven days. <laughs> How Much about? shorter musical. Yeah, that's it. You really kind of. <laughs> It's actually just a, a kid's musical, Rent. The kid's musical teaching you how many days there are in the week. What were you going to uh, say? How about? How about? Love! Oh, beautiful. Welcome to Bundle Buddies. This is a podcast where we play through the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. My name is Alex Honnett. And my name is Eric Taylor Roth. The itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality was launched in June 2020 during the massive outcry for racial justice following George Floyd's murder by police. It has 1,741 items from 840 plus creators and it raised over $8 million. All proceeds were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, as well as the Community Bail Fund. This is episode 31, and we have played 88 of the 1,365 playable games in the bundle. Wow. Thank you for joining us today. That's so many games. That's a lot of games. We've played a lot, and there's a, a mountain to climb ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been playing anything? Uh, no, I've, I'm, I've been away from my home for the week for the first time since the pandemic started for an extended mm-hmm. sp- bat um, i came out east for my mom's birthday irresponsibly oh. but, uh, uh, i'm how... here oh, all right uh is it all right <laughs> you having fun? yeah I've been, I've been having a great time my family's great i miss them That's... very much yeah but i'm i'm feeling a little low energy today so my apologies to the listeners oh well don't worry i'll keep it up pew, pew, pew. me there i'm playing apex legends pew, pew, pew. Oh, i've ever heard of it they're about to nerf uh, Lifeline in the next season, which is crazy. Oh, and man. Then, All the Apex people out there hearing that news are just going nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where you're going to hear the all of the regurgitated things I pick up on Reddit about Apex Legends, baby. Uh, oh, so you've moved into checking out the Apex Legends Reddit. Well, just if it hits the front page. Uh, <laughs> and that Lifeline nerf, whoo, baby, that's front page news. <laughs> Uh, I also, Magic the Gathering, had a, an arena cube this week, and that's been very fun to play. So uh, if you play Magic the Gathering Arena and you haven't played the cube, it is mwah, chef's kiss. Love it. Mm. I love it. Mm. Speaking mm. of things I love, our guest this week is Andrew Knox. Oh uh, he's a recently L.A.-based actor and comedian. We know from Chicago where he was on the Second City main stage and his D.C. stage for a while. That he was dude, also on my first improv team with me at a theater. so funny. He's so he's funny. so funny. It's amazing, too, watching, uh, listening to the episode. I'm just like, damn, this guy is so fucking funny. He's also, like, really sweet. So this is, if you're listening, oh, keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Don't stop. Don't stop right now. Don't touch Just that because dial. I'm low energy and Eric's so obsessed with Apex Legends, it's all he talks about. Oh my god, I got nothing else. We went to we saw friends in their backyard yesterday, and I was like, "What 
do I talk to normal people about? <laughs> <laughs> All I want to do is be like, uh, so what was the first system you owned? Uh, I love it. <laughs> um, I don't talk to normal people anymore. Uh, should we talk about the cause? Yeah, Andrew uh, did something interesting this week. He wanted to call attention to the situation with uh, Dewante Wright, the 20-year-old who was murdered yesterday by Minneapolis cops. Um, he and his girlfriend, they have a two-year-old, uh, and now she's left to support him on her own. So uh, in lieu of donating to, to a cause, um, Andrew was uh, hoping to highlight her cash app, uh, which will go directly to her to help support her and uh, their son, or rather two-year-old. I'm, I'm not actually sure if it's a son or a daughter. Um, her name's China, and the cash app for Square Cash App, the, the tag is dollar sign H-U-B-B-Y-98. Um, I tried to go pay that before um, the pod, and I couldn't get through. Mm. So uh, if you're listening to this, it'll be the next day. Go check it out. Check out um, that collection of uh, letters on Twitter that they might have frozen it because so many folks started donating it to it so quickly. And hopefully by that time they verified that it's legitimate and you'll be able to donate them, but we'll keep you updated on the Twitter page uh, about what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully that's legit and it's a horrible situation right now. Yeah. It's, it's so insane that in the middle of this trial, you know, for George Floyd's murderer, it's also, um, Yes. Like cops, this happens. Cops, cops man. should not kill people. Cops should not kill people. Mm. I don't know if there should be cops. We'll see. Hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But if, if you uh, donate, uh, please let us know at bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com and we'll shout you on the show. Sweet. Uh, let's get into it, man. Yeah, let's do it. And you know what? That's all we can ask. So thank you so much. Be cool. honest. Be sincere. Find the funny. Find the fun in the scene. Get in. Yes. Get out. Do you have yes. any? Uh, do, do you have any specific way you want me to introduce you as a uh, comedian uh, actor? Do you have any sort of voice that you want to want Alex to use when he introduces you? Uh yeah. Um, <laughs> I would. I have, as far as what you say, no preference. Right. How you say it, what maybe some character that you thought of once and you were like, that just doesn't work for somebody else. But All right. Hello, my name is Jeffrey the Farting Squirrel, and I'm introducing our good friend Andrew Knox. Uh, Knox is a great comedian. I, I want to say you just moved out to Los Angeles, but you've been here, baby. You've been here for like a year. Yeah, just less than a year. You got that COVID, that COVID time. Mm -hmm. That's when they say LA really becomes LA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. this place this really exploded. This uh -huh. this concrete like sprawling mess really really came into itself when nobody was allowed to talk to one another. It feels that way. I mean, we don't have a lot of like context with the city, but it feels like it's blossomed since. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Andrew is an old friend of ours from Chicago. Uh, me and him were on uh, an improv team together at the Playground Theater, the only improv theater left standing in Chicago after all is said and done in the last year. And that and the annoyance, more or less. But like, we were we were uh, on a, a, a funny team called the Gur, and now and then he went on to have great success in, in Chicago at the Playground specifically. Here. At the Playground specifically, <laughs> I saw him crush in front of. <laughs> Uh, with seven people drunk, at like 2 a.m. 
drunk teens nice. and uh drunk older people people drinking pbr for, like right from a cold uh, case oh yeah the people waiting for the bathroom on the stage love yeah. <laughs> <laughs> angie thank you so much for doing this i'm so excited i'm so excited to get into this because you know uh i haven't thank talked to you in forever uh no do, do you have a um uh we like to talk about video games on this podcast mm-hmm. i don't know if you're familiar with them uh i you ever played video games before i have and nice. i do uh what do you have any like early gaming memories early video game memories that that you can drudge up for our, our audience our audience is thirsty for nostalgia i am happy to scrape the harbors of my mind um so <laughs> Yeah, my friend had a Sega Genesis, and I oh, think, baby. I mean, I remember, like, Duck Hunt and Nintendo and stuff, but my family mm-hmm. or my parents were very against video games. I shouldn't say my family because I was very pro, but they were very against. <laughs> so <laughs> my friend um, Eugene had a Sega, and nice. I remember I made some deal with my mom that if I did it, whatever it was, then I could <laughs> get a Sega too. But by the time I had completed it, probably far longer than either of us anticipated, they didn't sell Segas anymore. So I ended up with that. <laughs> but I ended up with a PlayStation, which I did not want, but was better than a Sega. But I was very disappointed. Uh, do you remember uh, some of those first games on the PlayStation? Yep, NHL 97, a sampler of Tekken and Crash Bandicoot. Oh my god, I had yeah. that sampler. <laughs> you did? Yeah, what was I, the Dragon Game. Oh god, I don't even... Re- it It must have been Spyro, right? Or- Spyro, <laughs> yes. I remember that. I remember, like, playing just the first level of, like, Tekken with the set, like, you know, four people that you could select from it yeah uh, tekken was a pretty sick game just that movement seemed so like fluid and awesome and now if you played it it would probably feel like you like stick figure fighting but i remember those early <laughs> tekkens being a lot of fun well oh, i i always got them confused in my head because there was also virtua fighter that was like, oh, around the same time virtual to me those are just like one to one the same thing yeah like, i don't much. think they are no they're not but basically you know, but Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, I know that those are probably very different, but I also in my mind was just like, one person's fighting from one side, the other one's fighting from another. <laughs> I don't know the <laughs> Yeah, but then like Tekken and uh, Virtua Fighter had were like one of the first games where you could like pivot right. a little bit. Right. And so oh. like it had that that new dimension uh, that you didn't really have on those like the third bits. dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A brand new dimension for video gamers. <laughs> Introducing the third dimension PlayStation now with three dimensions. Sega Dude, could never. the demo the demo game culture is so great. Like I, I, it is one of those things where it's like with the internet and stuff like that. Like you don't really play demos the same way you used to. Like I, I would up until very, I guess like high speed internet would like try to download demos, you know, or or like early on in high speed internet, like. To just play the same level of a game over and over again. Um, so, because I, I didn't have any money of my own back then, you know, you would just do get whatever you could. It, it was, it felt like something new. Or you would like go to. I feel like there was so many, you know, like street fairs or something like that, and just like <laughs> somebody paid a teenager like fifteen dollars to stand there and hand hand out like PlayStation demo, like CD demos, yeah. and you would be like, you would walk through and like feel like you had found a treasure or something <laughs> just like 
what street fairs were you going to? I, that, I, that experience makes no sense to me. You know, you don't remember street fairs? No. I mean, but like to be fair, you know, that we're talking Chicago versus uh, Vermont, right? That's here. a great point. Vermont, not exactly <laughs> plugged into the the cultural scene. No, I mean, I should also say we got a PlayStation before we had electricity, so I couldn't. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> we had so one. you were just really mad. Yeah, I was, I was like, my sister doesn't bike faster. This thing's not going to turn on. <laughs> Um, did you, so you also played, uh, did you say NHL 97? Yeah. Awesome. Were you a big hockey head? Yeah. I played hockey growing up and, um, and was the stick boy for the university of Vermont catamounts. We all have a resume. Wow. Uh, so I was very into <laughs> hockey. I mean, also, I mean, a product of, of growing up in Vermont, but, um, yeah, NHL 97 was great. It was, but one of those early sports games where once you learned that one, thing to do you could mm. score five thousand goals and whoever was sleeping over at your house was like fuck you I don't <laughs> what was the what was the layout of it because i i feel like hockey games specifically have had you, you know i think like madden and uh the nba games stuff like that it's kind of like once they figured out like what it was going to look like it always looked that way but the hockey games i feel like have changed a lot you know like, yeah consistently well the motion is so hard to capture you know because right. it's so fluid and all the time and then yeah, I feel like there's a momentum problem where you can't switch fast enough and that totally. feels directions fast enough and that feels true in real life. But on video games, it makes it not fun. This one was rudimentary where it felt like, you know, that bubble hockey game you that's in bars where uh, you're uh -huh. just like going like this and <laughs> flip it. Like it was like that, but a video game. Like, it yeah, was, there wasn't much to it. I had a I had a Sega hockey game that I loved, but yeah, it was that one thing where it's like, oh, I learned that if I spin around the back of the goal, I can yep. just slide it yep. in and yep. trick yep. the goalie. Yep. And it was like, yep, yep uh, this is how I do this now. And that was enough for a while. <laughs> really, I mean, the, the, the funny thing is, is like now I've been playing these like very competitive video games, but like my body obviously wants something that's just like. Give me a serotonin burst from tricking this AI goalie a million times. Totally. <laughs> I was listening to this um, podcast the other day and he was talking about, he was like a teacher and he was talking about video games and he was like, video games are great to a point because they um, mimic flow, you know, the flow experience that like University right. of Chicago guys book. Uh -huh. So like that, we feel like we're in flow. We're doing as best as we possibly can. And we're, and, and victorious with it, that it yeah. just like feels the best that you can feel until mm. you realize it's not real. It's so interesting. <laughs> I, in the last, like yesterday, they, uh, the expansion for civilization six went on sale for like four bucks. <laughs> So Say I four bucks. It. Yeah, it was. It's normally like thirty dollars. It was four dollars. Yeah. Was like, he was, was at a like, street fair. They were handing it out. <laughs> yeah, his teens working their ass off. <laughs> I know. Well, and he didn't even have to work very hard for me to take it. I was just like, <laughs> give it to me. And then I ran, I grabbed all of them, ran away. <laughs> Don't want anyone else to have this fun thing. But that I talk about that game a lot on this podcast because it is like a true crippling addiction I have. But that the flow state in that is just like this meditative. You just zone out and like you're listening to a podcast or something and playing and you're just going and going and going and it will eat up hours of time. Like you, you it's not even that like I'm having fun necessarily, but it mimics that sort of brain busy work thing so well. The brain waves, I'm sure if you like put it over, it would like evenly match the same way. Yeah. Getting those like little like spurts of serotonin everywhere. Uh, do you have a, a specific type of game that you like andrew 
Um, I think the games that I gravitate to are sports and war. Okay. <laughs> sports and I don't, and war. I don't war. like that, but that is just... That's just what it is. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. is no, it, it does. No. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, those are, it's like, those are. They make a lot of those. They do Absolutely. make a lot of those. They're very yeah. popular. It's also like, it's, there's, there's something immediate about both of those things, right? Like yeah. one is yeah. like, uh, you just have to get this puck into this goal or this ball into this basket and the other one is like yeah. you have to murder them before they murder you and that's yeah. this very basic this very cool yeah and yeah. and i mean sometimes that's people go through do a lot of work to try to create you know fake conflict for their games or shows or movies and it's just like we are well i i mean that'll be interesting too considering the games we played this week which were neither sports nor war for that matter <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know yeah uh do you have a lot of experience with like indie games in general or like are you mostly like a console kind of guy um i'm no longer a console kind of guy i'm an app kind of guy but like Whoa. yeah i've got a phone um the nap, the nap store <laughs> but i think growing up definitely console some pc I should just say that I don't have a lot of experience. Addictinggames.com, there was a lot of like kind of different games like that. Another college, another but... era that uh, you know, we will never see again. It's gone. Yeah. Very sad. Flash games. Although the one of the ones we played this week felt like a flash game very much. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to get into it. Uh but Andrew Back to you. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out which one was like a flash game. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> uh did you we so you have a sibling you said yes sister yeah but she's you, 10 years older did you two oh did you get did you guys play games together at all she so yeah she's 10 years older and when uh she went to college it was um like the campus was right by our house so she would come by every once in a while i remember uh -huh. we would play like a nascar game on playstation mm. oh that's fun and i don't remember you could shoot paintballs at the car in front of you which made no sense <laughs> cool. like what that's great. Anything. It's just like. Oh, that sounds. That mode. sounds like 100% like that era of video game where it's just like somebody was like, okay, it's hockey, but like we need some sort of overlay <laughs> to like, like sell this thing. So yeah. Like, uh, you know, it's like Blitz, like Blitz was like, okay, we have a football game. What if we add wrestling? It's like, God, yeah. sure. Blitz I feel like Twisted so... Metal came in and just changed, oh, it, changed yeah. it all. Fuck yeah, that game ruled. <laughs> another another game gone too soon. Like, I don't feel like they make Twisted Metal-like games anymore. You know, just a, a small, like, a car driving around, like, a limited area where you have to, like, accomplish certain missions. Oh, time. God, yeah. I love that game. I bet that somebody is writing or has written the Twisted Metal screenplay. I mean, it's like a Mad Max type <laughs> demolition derby. But the cars are sentient. Yeah. The, like, the clown car or whatever the one that was always yeah. on the cover. Oh, yeah. Uh, with its little, like, ice cream truck boingy yes, right. head. Right. Yeah. I remember in the game, it'd be like, oh, if, you, if you're going to do all this stuff, and then suddenly the ice cream truck's going to show up, and that's when shit gets serious. That guy is hard. You hear it coming like, fuck! You guys remember there was a game that was specifically, it was like tanks. It was a tank version of Twisted Metal, but there was a commercial on TV where they had like the Charmin, this cute little Charmin bear that got like attacked by the tanks. <laughs> kind of. It's a, a 
unbelievable. It's a classic 1990, like late, late 90s TV commercial uh, from like Saturday morning cartoons and shit like that. Well, I used to see it all the time. I thought it was so fucking funny. Well, Andrew, you're a that. real war aficionado. Do you remember that yeah. game? <laughs> I feel like I remember that commercial, but I don't remember that game. Tanks, whenever there's tanks in games, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do this. This is not going to be as much fun. That's not your, that's not your war. That's not my war to fight. Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe, you know, like I can fight with a skateboard and Tony Hawk or something like that, but not a tank. <laughs> The Tony Hawk counted the sports. Yeah, right. Well, yes. Yes, you're correct right. about that. Yeah, Tony Hawk, <laughs> there's no killing in Tony Hawk. <laughs> there's violent falls. You can fall and really violent crack falls. your head open. Yes, but you cannot Did you die. Ever, did you ever go through like a skater phase? I tried to. Uh, yeah, that me same, too. That same friend, Eugene. Oh, God, I hope he listens to us. There, there's no way. Um, but he was like a skater and they're, they're, um, Burton is like the – head burden whatever flagship is in vermont and so like oh, wow. they made a half pipe by their factory and so we'd go down to the half pipe and i couldn't do anything <laughs> yeah he would skate i mean my friend started snowboarding and i got snow blades do you remember those <laughs> I remember no what are yeah. snow blades they're oh. basically little they're toddler skis yeah. And people would do tricks with them, but I would like go down the like snow half pipe, but just like barely go up on the sides. I remember a guy yelling, What are you doing? Man, that shit's so hard, though. That's one of the things I, that like is tough about extreme sports. It's all the gatekeeping, you know? Like, I, I can't imagine. I was, I tried to skateboard for six months and couldn't Ollie. Like, and I was yeah. like, Well, if I can't do this, the most fundamental and basic thing, like, like to get to the next level of skateboarding, I probably shouldn't be doing it. But trying to drop in a half pipe for the first time, Jesus Christ, forget about it. No, yeah, I mean the the gatekeeping is just for me it was just skill. Like I didn't, my body didn't, work. <laughs> and I would have been injured right away. I remember doing that vicious self gatekeeping is so toxic. Yeah. Uh, some a friend who snowboarded a lot invited me to like go snowboarding with them, and I was like, I, I skateboarded, and so I was like. Oh, this should be easy. I've played like, you know, downhill jam or what? Bust a move, whatever this. Yeah, this 1080. Yeah. Pro, uh, yeah. 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 I think like, like video that. games <laughs> made me think in my early teenage years that I was like capable and competent at things that just like I had no, I had never actually done in real life. And so like the first thing we did was a black diamond and oh, no. I got off the ski lift and was just like, I probably made it like five seconds before I fell like off the side of the <laughs> slope into where the, the trees were like my buddy and his like mom or whatever, just like booked it down the thing. And I was just like, got it. Zip. And I spent <laughs> probably the next half hour, like slowly climbing up to the, like, <laughs> to the actual path and then falling back into the tree. <laughs> How did you get down? Like that. Just a slow oh, a slow oh, pattern God. of climbing up and falling down. And then it was like, like shit gets oh. dark and you hear like a wolf howl. Yes. <laughs> You're like, I have to get inside. <laughs> but like being at the top, I remember as a little kid, like we didn't ski that much and my parents brought me skiing to something and it was like, it wasn't a black diamond, but it felt like that. And just being at the top and like, there's no 
there's no, no. way. <laughs> and there's no way to get down this. There's a there's a very specific feeling I'm having right now of, and it's it's wrapped up in these kind of video games too. Of like, you get overconfidence because you get exposure to this thing through this thing, even though the actual process of doing it is nothing like this at all. No, um, I I just that feeling of like, oh, I can do this, and then you you that. <laughs> The first ten seconds when like you start to do it and your body is like, what are you doing? Like, oh, your brain's like, there's this disconnect. You're like, oh wait, I can't do this. And then disaster. I have never done disaster. this before. I've never. I <laughs> I shouldn't. I like. Why did I think I, I could do this? Yeah, like, it was course of reality. Oh god, it really is. I mean, it's like because there's always a learning curve in games, right? Where you're like, mm-hmm. oh okay, I just like. But it's a video like you, just because you learned how to successfully do three backflips in a row while twisting in the air and, you know, taking your shirt off and saying, hey, it doesn't mean that you can actually functionally do anything. Did you yeah. guys know anyone who was like a good, like extreme sports person who also was good at the video games? Because I think that's not fair. <laughs> but we have other it's skills that the they other. don't have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if we look at the full spectrum, I did. I mean, I feel like my friends who were good at extreme sports and being good just meant like, you know, whatever it was for seventh through 10th grader were hmm. also good at those video games because it was their whole personality. So I think yeah, that's they had to prove true. themselves on the TV and on the slopes. We haven't gotten a good snowboarding game in a long time. I granted, I'm not looking for them the same way I maybe was back then. But like, well, especially as like snow starts to go extinct, it'll it'll be nice. (laughs) You you think the industry is way out ahead? They're like, we're gonna this is snow erasure at this point. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna get a lot of good sandboarding games. I just downloaded a skiing game on my phone, and it's it's pretty fun. But there isn't snowboarding in it. Well, uh, so what's it? You, you were you have to yeah. Do? You were saying you were saying you like you mostly play games on apps now. Like, yeah. Is uh, do you have an iPhone? I do. Very cool. Yeah. Are you plugged into sort of the the uh, the uh, yeah. Mac arcade thing? You like the what? Some it, some pr- protected or are you code protected? <laughs> yeah. What do we what do we rock? Face there? ID. Face ID. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah, I used to have money and I spent it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, um, I'm not on the Apple Arcade or anything like that. I, I have like maybe four games downloaded right now, and I will admit that I go through a cleanse every maybe two, three months where I just delete them because, like you described, I'm too addicted to them, and I they just can't be available to me. Ooh, do yeah. you have some favorites lately? Um, let's see. Recently, I've played the snowboarding game. I do have Call of Duty on there. <laughs> and, on your phone? Yeah, and FIFA. Oh, Whoa. fun. I've played a soccer game for a while. A soccer game on your phone kind of makes sense. Yeah. Because you can, like, you can tap the people that you're, you're like, trying to pass to, and you can kick by, like, doing little swipes and stuff. I dig that. It makes this it is blowing my mind. Good. I didn't realize that, like, uh, we were there. I, I mean, I know you could game on phones, but just full-on native FIFA on your iPhone? Oh, Jesus and you're, they have, like, verses where it's just, like, me and you can just play against each other on our phones in real time. Which is pretty oh my cool. Ooh, I'm into this. It's so dangerous. Yeah, it's too oh, much fun. Yeah. Games are too much fun. Is it a Gary Goldman? Maybe I'm saying his name wrong. You know that stand-up where it's like people give Gen Z shit about being playing video games all the time, and it's like, how could you not? They've never <laughs> been more fun. They are the most fun things to do. If you knew how to do it, that's all you would do. <laughs> I mean, well, I feel like that. That's how I feel yeah. now. Like my my weekends are now like 
I get up at 7 a.m. and my friends back in Chicago are and like I have a friend in Indiana. So it's like nine and ten for them. Totally normal time to start playing video games on the weekend. And I'm like, 7 a.m. Let's do this. I'm awake. <laughs> Don't know why I'm, I'm sleepy at like 7 p.m., but I'm awake right now and ready to there use my like the 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 fullest and most energized I will be for the rest of the day in order to play these stupid games. <laughs> Man, I have the best There's, um, I've been thinking lately because one of the reasons we started the podcast was this bundle, you know, a lot of the games in the bundle are like lower touch. So you don't have to have like a super maxed out computer or PC or anything to play it compared to like a lot of stuff. Um, so I, I got a new gaming PC over quarantine and since getting that, have been having a harder time shifting gears to go back into the bundle games because there are just so many good fucking games out there that when I had a Mac, just wasn't like part of my, you know, it was like, oh, I can play some of the bundle games that are a little more demanding like on there, but they don't work very well. But now I can literally play any game ever that I want to. And it's intoxicating. It's dizzying the options. It's yeah. scary, in fact. All Alex has been playing is Minesweeper, though. <laughs> Or and and speaking of which, Freeski too. Freeski's back in a big <laughs> How do you get Over past quarantine? How do you get past that abominable snowman? You can't. That's the thing. When he shows up, that's it. You're done playing. You got to start over yeah. again. And you have to learn to love that, or else you're not going to have fun. I forgot about that game. I played that game so much as a kid. Oh, completely. That's a very fun little game. That game we made me think that I could be an abominable snowman. And so I showed up at an abominable snowman hill with my friend. And boy, oh boy, I got my ass chewed. Video Literally. games make kids violent. Chew <laughs> <laughs> <Chewing> asses. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys a question. When you were done, and this does not include the social aspect, Eric, so not playing with your friends, but by yourself, maybe what you're describing, Alex, when you play these games for a couple hours, a few hours, and you're like into it, do you feel better afterwards or worse or the same than you felt before you played? I think the best case scenario, I feel the same. Worst case scenario, I feel bad, you yeah. know? Um, but I think there's also something it wraps into it. Like you can get kind of caught in really unhealthy habits, mm -hmm. you know, uh, about this whole thing. I was, I, I've been thinking about this a little bit over quarantine in general, but like, you know, when we were in Chicago, my life was so, so busy that like on the weekends, I would just let myself do nothing during the days if I wanted to, you know, I was yeah. just like, it's cool. Don't do anything. You actually need this time to like recharge so you can, you know, do two shows a night, work a show, like do all, like see a ton, just do all the shit all the time when you have downtime. But this last year I've had more downtime than I've ever had. And my body is still treating it as if I were in Chicago, you know, or like working a crazy full-time job. So I'm, it's just like, yo, chill, you got it. You know, <laughs> you can just do this as much as you want to. And it, it's not the case. Like this is, it's not the same thing. So it's been a little challenging, I think, to strike that tone, especially when it, it's like you, your body's thinking like, oh, it's chill time. Go for it. Go ahead. You know, I'll have this experience where I'll be playing a game and um, like, you know, a lot of a lot of the games I'm playing are like on the ladder or whatever. Right. So you're basically skilled like like comp competitive ladder, oh, like gotcha. right, like it'll it'll level you up to different, you know, platinum, gold, whatever. So like. Which which means that it's basically the game is basically at some point pairing you with somebody who is just going to be skill level equal to you. So right. like you kind of just end up with a 50 50 shot as to whether or not you're going to 
win or lose and like you can really dedicate time to like try and get better if you want to but i'll i'll like find myself it'll be like nine o'clock and i'm like getting ready for bed or something and i'll be pissed and i'll be like why am i pissed right now and it's like oh i just lost this (laughs) fucking game that was like meaningless but like i spent a half hour playing and then like lost this game (laughs) like and i think that's where it becomes most unhealthy to me where it like it actually does affect my mood right where i really and then and the inverse is also true where i'll be like i'll like skip into the room and my wife's like what's up and i'll be like we just won apex legend we won me and my friends all my friends and i won we were kings it was so cool I ran around. Get, get dressed, baby. We're going out on the We're town. <laughs> well, that's good. If you feel good after those things, then that sort of just pairs it to anything in life where, like, when it goes well, you feel good. When it goes bad, you feel bad. Sure. But I think I I play video games, and it makes me feel bad. And mm. so I need to like pare them down a little bit. What what about it? What's the what's the element of it that makes you feel bad? I think it's that I could have spent the time better. And I don't mean to like Got shit on it. video games at no, all. No, no, no. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Yeah, of like, well, what do I have to show for this? If it is relaxation and recharging, then fuck yeah. It's absolutely yeah, exactly. I think I, exactly. I earned some of those sessions or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if it's like I could have spent this time, you know, chatting with my wife and connecting on the couch rather than being in my phone or there's like work that I want to do mm-hmm. legitimately right. and I spend time doing video games. So I think for me, video games has a lot of guilt surrounded. Around well, I think that there's a difference between um, and at least for me lately, I've been trying to uh, differentiate between compulsive gaming and like mm. being very intentional with it right it, which is kind of what you're talking about like yeah. being very clear about like okay this i've allocated this time for this thing because i find it fun and because it's you know it's satisfying me to me in some ways but i think there was a point like a few months ago and i get into these patterns a lot too where um where it's like it's there and so i'm gonna do it right and it's like i'm at work there's downtime at work right now fire up some sort of game and i don't even realize i'm actually doing it you know what it's just sort of like i'm like three clicks in and i'm starting a game magic the gathering and i'm like oh why am i doing this like (laughs) you know i need to like do laundry right now um but yeah that that incredibly time intensive activity of doing laundry (laughs) Because you do it with like a stick, and like, a yeah, bucket, right. Right? like you're like you're churning butter, but you're cleaning yeah, butter. exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, uh, I've been, I, I'm, I'm relating a lot to what you guys are saying right now, just in terms of like the compulsive versus, you know, there's also an element of it too. I, I've been thinking about the industries we are in, where so much of it is like you, you need to be doing, or there is like this mentality of like you should be doing work yourself when you're not working you know sure. like in in and if you're coming from an office environment where it's like oh i work nine to five and then afterwards that's my time when i'm supposed to recharge a little bit if you don't have if you're not tethered to that kind of existence like it really does consume everything you kind of have to make work your life in a lot of ways um and life you know your work and the video games are explicitly like an impediment for like that kind of lifestyle that kind of grinding that sort of but like, like you feel like you're wasting your time. Absolutely. I mean, like that's how it like a lot of social media, so like Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. sort of has 
figured out how to gamify, you know, whatever the fuck they are, right? Like, you know, social interact, like social interactions in some ways. And I think like in a lot of ways, those things can feel productive, but also be just as empty as like, you know, kicking a soccer goal in FIFA, right? Like it's not, Oh, yes. This isn't specific to gaming. It's specific to human nature. Absolutely. <laughs> but I think for me, that is the role that games can play. But I, but what you yeah. described, Eric, is being intentional about it, I think, is the whole point. And also, Alex, what you described is exactly how I feel, where I'm like... My God, hey, man, you validated both of us. <laughs> and I didn't want so to. Much. I didn't want to, but again... No, but, but you, when you make a good point, you kind of have to. I would come like on your podcast so effing annoying. only if I could be honest. <laughs> That feeling of like, yeah, our, if, if what we want to do is make things, then enjoying them, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. not truly enjoying them is is not worth my time. Do you have... I think the the point, though, that Eric, I mean, you're very like to, to blow smoke up your ass a little bit, which is something we do with most guests. So don't feel too flattered. Don't edit this, this out. But... Don't fucking edit this <laughs> part out. We'll Go see. ahead. I don't don't know. Wait, who's asking you to blow smoke up? I'm uh, going to blow smoke up Knox's ass. Okay. I blow sm- I, I've blown enough smoke up your ass. That's recently, true. I think. That's true. Alex has been particularly smoky. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a smoke lord. <laughs> He's a real smoke show. Oh, um, Chad, but the... we can't say that. Go ahead. <laughs> 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 um, uh, so yeah, talk about white boy summer. Here we go. Guys. <laughs> um, by the time this comes out, that will have been so it's like mean so to done. Yeah. Yeah. It's already so done. My curvy wife. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the dress here we go <laughs> um but like something like twitter is i think it's a good example i think it must feel extra frustrating for you because there i've seen you do like stuff on social media that is so funny and get so much traction you know and i know there's a lot of work that has gone into getting yourself to a place where you can create content like that and also like creating content like that so it really is like you know, it, it, compared to me or Eric, where it's like, I don't know, I don't really get very much out of Twitter because I'm like just sort of doing it like for you. That's another platform, another stage like, you know, work could come from that kind of stuff one of these days or, or maybe already has for you. So it really is kind of, a, a you know, the the, the gamification and, and making it a waste of time for so many folks with Twitter and with social media is, is not doesn't quite apply the same way to you, someone who has figured out how to like manipulate that to your advantage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could still fall in any pitfalls and that's very nice of you to say that I've gained any traction on Twitter at all, but um, I deleted a tweet with four likes today. Why did I delete it? I don't know. Um, but I was think it offensive? was it going to get, you it was specifically offensive to the four people that liked it. I hate the, the lion, those... the witch and the and war. And yeah. The <laughs> i i I, I, like tried to download those apps that only give me 30 minutes on instagram and twitter i want to like go on i don't need to really know what the news is because that'll find me either way i want to see what friends are saying validate them if i want to say something say them and then get out because yeah i don't i don't need to explore or see new people (laughs) that's great that's the way to do it do you uh do you have any like all-time games like like this is Um, the thing boom I think so. I mean, they would be all games that I played when I was younger. Mm. Age of Empires. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the uh, Explorers expansion pack, some expansion pack I got from Costco. Mm -hmm. And honestly, when I can't sleep, which is often, I play that game in my head. Like, that's how... (laughs) deeply ingrained it is and how much fun I used to think it was. I'll, I'll, like, start building a 
home base or whatever that main building is town hall this the sounds in that game are like like (laughs) you know like they've got all those like different kind of drum sounds oh yeah and chopping wood sounds mining sounds Mm. i would play with my eyes closed (laughs) (laughs) just let the sounds guide me and now i do play with my eyes closed yeah so that one's up there madden Call of duty i played a lot in college and now have on my phone so sure yeah Uh, do you guys play any of those I I oh, mean yeah. I love Madden. I you know I avoid lot, the the like very the like war kind of realism e games like the Call of Duty sort of Smart. ones just because I there's those rub me the wrong way. Uh, but I don't I don't begrudge anyone that does find it like I you know lately we've been playing this first person shooter um, apex legends that's just like really fast and it's like you can like run around and like jump up stuff but it's like i you know in what way am i better than anyone that's playing like you know some sort of war strategy game or like you know that's a war first person shooter there's there's the similarities are so close that it's like there's no yeah i'd say you're not i'd say it's, the it's same pretty thing. similar yeah <laughs> i know i'm gonna argue for you i think that you're healthier it's the difference of playing spyro and playing call of duty or something like spyro will kill people or something but it's a goofy <laughs> dragon versus like putting a bullet in somebody's head that's trying to snipe you too like that could happen in real life oh, but i'm doing that except it's with like laser guns right so <laughs> that doesn't and lasers don't exist so that is impossible <laughs> which makes it okay that was uh i had my my I, I have never shared this on here, but my mom, one of her like close friends, my parents never bought me a console. Like my mom had a close friend who was like an advertising executive that like worked for like Nintendo. And so every cycle, like, or I guess just Super Nintendo and N64, that would be like the big gift. My parents wouldn't buy it. He would just get me one. Oh, that's like awesome. A, it was, yeah, it was incredible. So, but his thing was like, I don't want you, I don't want you to get Goldeneye because that's running around with a gun. That's a person with a gun running around, you know. I, but I'm okay with Turok because you're shooting dinosaurs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I heard that at the time. I was like, oh, that's a really good point, Phil. And then, like, you know, I'm playing Goldeneye with all my friends up until two in the morning, high on Mountain Dew, just <laughs> I, I geeked out of my mind. Oh, all surged up. <laughs> yeah, all surged up, baby. All surged up with nowhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> Busting in, uh, my wife being like, I'm ready to go out. Let's go have fun. I'm playing. <laughs> Drink so much surge. Give it a start. We'll start with, uh, why don't we start with Cascadio from Baca Joe, a puzzle, uh, math, mind-bending numbers game uh, built in Unity. Cascadio plays like a fast play Sudoku. Arrange cascading flows of numbers to complete this mind-bending puzzle of sums. Simple to learn, difficult to master with endless puzzles. Um, yeah, it's it's another one of those sort of like cute little puzzle games. Like it, it feels like it's designed for a phone or an app kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, Eric, as our re- resident math guy, what did you think? <laughs> oh, it was fun. I was I I thought it was I, I really liked it a lot. It's a lot like uh, that ten twenty four game in some ways or just because you're like dragging numbers to other numbers in order to get sums from it um but you know like i like sudokus i i like the ken ken i like these like little number puzzles that sort of give your brain just enough to kind of like chew on where you know like i liked running into those situations in this game where i was like 
oh, I didn't do that. It wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't like immediately obvious, right? Like, you know, you would, but you have to start somewhere, right? And so you like get started and you're like, oh, I, I screwed up somewhere. Like, let's try this over. Like, and and this was like fun. Yeah. So for, for anyone who hasn't played it, most people, uh, it's like a bunch of hexagons kind of next to each other. Each one you're supposed to get to a number and you get to that number by dragging, uh, a number from next to it to add it up and get a sum and you get like these nice little sounds when you do it it's this like pleasant little game what'd you think andrew i mean yeah you said it was like musical math yeah like once you get to the levels where there was like the harmonies it got kind of nice mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, it just like satisfying like yes. i just wanted to keep doing it I did until I got to probably way too early, maybe the fourth or fifth puzzle, and was like, I can't figure this out. I cannot figure this out. I go back to the beginning. I couldn't. I mean, math is not my strong suit. But I thought it was beautiful. I thought it sounded great. It was really satisfying. I couldn't get it when I left to close on my computer. It would. It just took over my computer. So that is a negative for me. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, you, really have, you, have you ever been able to get out of it? Or is it just always there now? I had to close down like the whole... I had to close whole down itch, it. The whole yeah. Itch yeah. So that oh. for me, usually the problem was me as far as playing it because I'm dumb. <laughs> but the problem was the game when it wouldn't close down. That's the biggest problem. Or perhaps even the client. You know, maybe it was Itch's fault. You can't necessarily blame the game. But, but Itch uh, was fine so. with the other ones. There you go. That's I'm also true. angry at the game that I wasn't smart enough to figure it out. So I'm going to blame Cascadia. <laughs> I actually, you know, so for me personally, I'm going to like, I. I like puzzle games, don't get me wrong, but I, I am so bad at math, and this is specifically the kind of math, and like Sudoku, I look at that, I can look at that thing for fucking 15 minutes, and just like, it's like I'm falling through a pit on my back, you know, like I just, there is no bottom, I'm going, I'm going, I can't figure it out, um, no matter how hard I try, that absolutely happened with this for me, I was looking at it like, I'm hearing some nice sounds, stuff's going, stuff's flowing. Why numbers go certain ways or whatever happens, I have no fucking clue. You're supposed to click on it to stop the flow sometimes, but then not other times. You want to, you know, sometimes I get it right, sometimes I get it wrong. I have no idea how I did that. Um, but I, it's, it's so clear to me at this point that that is a 100% of me problem. You know, this, <laughs> this is a well designed, fun little puzzle game, you know, and, and one of those things where, you know, that idea of like with video games we're talking about earlier where it's like oh you're just sort of killing some time you know and like you're in like a nice little flow state i think something like this is kind of constructive because it's like stimulating you know like there's math to be done it doesn't really feel like a waste of time it feels like a brain trainer almost Um, yeah i think if i i would download this for my phone right like this this definitely feels like a game that like you know sitting and waiting to kill some time like thanksgiving at my in-laws or something like just like i need to oh damn just sit on my phone and, and do this and ignore people's questions Not about a normal Monday. My, life. my mother-in-law has been rude to me about something i like and so i'm just gonna sulk on my phone for a little bit. <laughs> eric why don't you tell them about your podcast and then you no, just blow well, i'm adding numbers take, together take a, Big rip from your vape pen and just blow smoke <laughs> while you play this game. Maximum disrespect. When the smoke clears, Eric is not there anymore. Just <laughs> the sounds of Cascadia. I've, I've cascaded into water. I also like that the game describes itself as being 
uh, I don't remember exactly how they say it, but like inspired based... by an algorithm in hydrology research. Yeah, I, mm. I I don't know what the fuck that means, but I love it. <laughs> I felt the same way. I don't understand that, but very cool. I do. I wish I had understood how that worked. Do you know what I mean? Because like there was an element. That... I thought that meant that like it was always supposed to start from the top and go down. Uh, so I no. was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then like second level, I got it by like tying something back and forth, you know, like like going up and down at the same time. I was like, well, I guess that's not right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's no rules in this thing. This game isn't it makes no sense. Yeah. No, it's just it's like smaller smaller flows flowing into bigger flow. It makes sense to me. I don't know. Like my my experience is is, is beautiful mind over here. It's opposite from yours, Alex, where I'm like yeah. I feel like I my aggravation comes from places where I where I stop to like mm. I, I understand what's going on and then suddenly like I can't get past it and I'm like mm. This I need to prove to this video game that I am smart. Like, like <laughs> that fucking all those goddamn ISAT tests and you know, like, like standardized testing as a child just like ruined my brain. <laughs> where I'm like, I need to prove. Like, I've been so in that now. way. This is like uh, dinner at a holiday with your in-laws. You have to prove that you are smart <laughs> and you're right. It really is. God, my in-laws are very uh, awesome. opinionated. Yeah uh anyway yeah it's a beautiful <laughs> uh, pretty game for those who are smart enough to play it yeah i say so final thoughts me personally i am a personal pass on this but if you like puzzle games and uh if you uh still take the train places and you are on a commute check it out you know like this is a fun little game uh along the lines of like the the number combination games or those sorts of things but uh dummies need not apply <laughs> Uh, Andrew, what about you? Are you a pass or a pass. play? Okay, yeah. I'm a pass. Once I'm done the game, I should be able to close it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I um for this one, I'm a I'm a play. I I think it's uh, fun. The sounds are really nice. The, you can't restart the level without clicking back, uh, like through all the way to the back. And at first, that mm. was really obnoxious, but it makes a nice sound while you do it. And so like. You know, it kind of like felt for a little bit that I was like playing like a little, you know, like Casio on my laptop, just going like, ding, 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 ding. Um, yeah, it's a, a good fun game if you like, you know, those those sort of math based brain teasers. Math based brain teasers. I'm cool, guys. I like math based <laughs> brain teasers. Oh, no, All I right. showed up Speaking to the of math- cool guys brain teaser park with my cool friends <laughs> hey eric you want to do some brain teasers uh not now i gotta go skateboard yeah, i don't I know totally... who you are jeff <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, so what hurt. are we talking they're, about they're now speaking of uh cool friends we're talking about nigel uh by nolsky juna for K42 Kella and John Mendez games, a uh, 2D puzzle game with multiple endings. Description Nigel's a single player puzzle experience where you play as Nigel the Gannet. While on Mana Island, you'll be playing matchmaker and helping other animals on the island find true love. Perhaps even finding it yourself. We were inspired by the real Nigel the Gannet. In our opinion, the story of Nigel was a beautiful love story that deserves to be heard by a larger audience. So, a couple of weeks ago, Eric, uh, or I'm not sure when this will come out relative to that, but Eric went on a very uh, serious rant about uh, not 
playing people's rough drafts of games. And <laughs> I didn't agree with him then, but I sort of got what he was saying, you know, and we checked in afterwards to make sure like, you know, he still wanted to play game jam games and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> after playing this game, I think I understand a little bit more what you were getting at. You know? <laughs> this is a, this is a, a like uh, it's, it's a, it's a fine and cute little thing. And I, I don't want to minimize the experience of the people who made this thing, because it it's, seems like, as they said, in our, their opinion, the story of Nigel was a beautiful love story that deserves to be heard by a larger audience. Um, but like, this is barely a game, you know. Like, it, it's it's like I don't I don't need I don't need to play this. I, it's the only way I can kind of put it is like, and if I'm coming down hard on it, you know, Eric was just cursing into the wind and like. <laughs> Had to go take a walk outside for a while. I mean, I'm gonna sound crazy here, but I wasn't. I, <laughs> like, I, you know, I, I, there was not much game here. Yes, but no. it was, it was so um, brief. It was so brief. Yeah, and like, there, there were confusing moments. Right, you're this, uh, you're Nigel the bird, and you're flying around, and you're trying to get these animals to fall in love. That's what it is. <laughs> like, there's nothing. <laughs> It's you're, you're, there's not a whole lot of space for you to fly, and uh, there's about four animals you need to make fall in love. And um, but you know when you made those those penguins fall in love, like every time you did it, that you got this like little heart going, this like little like drum kind of like sound thing. So I, yeah, it's there's not much of a game here, <laughs> but it wasn't offensive to me, <laughs> Andrew. Mm. What was your experience playing Nigel? I mean, I can't believe you got to the any penguin part. I couldn't find the key. Where the hell is oh, really? the key? Oh, <laughs> wow. Space bar. It's like space bar, space bar. So I'm pressing space bar and nothing was happening. Then I was holding it and something kind of happened, but nothing really. It was worth it to hear the story of Shrek, the sheep that um, hid in the cave for six months and then yeah. had enough wool to make to make suits for 20 men. <laughs> <laughs> Like that was worth it for me, but yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't get past the first task. So uh, uh, yeah, no, that I do that like initial part where like you get a hint from something. I don't know, like there's a bird. It's a bird. it's it's a, it's a nice man, a nice kiwi man telling you. Like it's like sort of a, a poorly recorded mic, sort of. You know what I mean? Like With an accent that changed every sentence. <laughs> it was like kind of New Zealand and kind of American. Yeah. Hello. Why check out Nigel over here? <laughs> the, the Shrek the Shrek the sheep made enough wool for twenty men. Want to check that out? It did feel like he was getting closer to the mic and further away. <laughs> it was so wild. It was uh, so. I you really I'm the the key was like to the left. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's that's right. You just have to go to the left. <laughs> I thought I thought I had gone far enough to the left, but clearly I didn't. There, I I mean, it was I. Here, here's the thing: Did I have a fine time doing playing this game? I did. It it it, it was fine, you know. But but like one of the things that was so funny too is that the sky went up for a while. So if you flew up. <laughs> There's you know nothing up there you need to do. The There's nothing up there you need to do. So it's like, why do I? Why can I fly up so high? You know, like based on what this, like what this thing actually is. Like, shouldn't I? Shouldn't there be something up here if I'm going to be able to fly? 
one of the interesting things about the game was there was a lot of dirt. Like if you looked around, like there was so much dirt. And that was really interesting for the game. Just that there was that much dirt. Um, I, I yeah, I mean, like you, I don't know, you're a bird who's just like trying to get these animals to like fall in love with one another, like. I don't know. This they, is shocking to me. This is like what you must feel when I am like, come on, man. It's just like a, a cool little game, you know? And then you're like, Alex, you don't get it. Like, this, this is like, <laughs> we have how could you feel that way? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's usually reversed, Andrew. This is like so funny to me. I like, yeah, I don't know. You're just like, at one point, you like present a, a coconut to a bush and a hedgehog pops out. <laughs> I don't like do you feel like to you eric was this sort of like borb the burb you know it's just like it's just nice you you know i mean like i'm i'm defending it because i was not uh it didn't like it didn't aggravate me in the same way maybe i was just like mm. in a good mood when i played totally, it totally or also like i think we've played a lot of games that are aggravating to play and then like very long and this was like very short and it was no, like, it was, it was very short. Yeah. It was, envi- you know, environment. Like the message is, is that animals should fuck one another. And that's like rad. And, so you know, so it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, that was my complaint. I didn't, they didn't show it. They showed those, those hearts. Where's what do you think reward? those hearts meant? Um, but yeah, no, I do agree with you. I, I'm not, I'm not saying that like no. this. Everyone is, should go ahead and play this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This, I mean, like if we're at the final thoughts, on this i'm i'm still gonna be a pass on it uh there were um you know it was cute it made it was cute to get uh penguins to fall in love uh but it was still a little too confusing the like little the fun animal anecdotes are are cute but i don't know (laughs) well i just don't like if you're padding your game with like cute uh you know like zoo books factoids that that might just mean that you haven't quite put enough game in there right you know like it's not like loading screen factoids it was like kind of a big part of the game that you were going to get these little like anecdotes and i think that that's a little like you know it's it's just not it's a little underdeveloped in a lot of ways and so this game this game does feel a little underdeveloped um but at the same time i'm not you know it didn't, yeah. it didn't waste my my time. This game, I also, I should add that I played all of my games on stream this week. Oh. Uh, so it was a oh. different kind of experience to play in front of, yeah, we had three people in there. We were all hanging out talking <laughs> about the games we're playing. So there was a different kind of thing because I was like, there was a little bit of a performance aspect to it maybe when I was playing it uh, versus if I'm just playing it by myself. Um, but uh, at the same time, like, I think this makes your point uh really well of like in the bundle there are games that are like less thought out jam games that still have kind of a central conceit that i'm interested in exploring and i want to give it that much but this really does feel like a rough draft and like i I, i'm curious about what the real story is about nigel i think maybe it's a bird that really did these things which that's cool i like that well at the end of it i i um I fucked a, a plastic gannet and uh, I'm going to remain by its side for forever. They told me that's what I chose too. I also, but I didn't realize it was plastic Maybe when they said either. that. I was like, what? It looks real. <laughs> Pretty pissed. <laughs> Andrew's like, head. this is crazy. <laughs> what, what yeah. I've never fucked a plastic bird. I never will. I don't know what this guy's um, about. 
yeah, I'm going to pass on this one. And actually hearing the way you talked about it, Eric, maybe like step back for a second and consider it. You know, it is a sweet game. It's a nice story. And I'm glad they made it. Uh, but uh, for our listeners, you do not need to play it. Andrew, what about you? Final thoughts? I feel the same way. I'm so glad that this game exists. I think it's so cool that they made it. I underrepresented animal stories in New Zealand need to have a place in video games. And uh, but yeah, I'm a pass. I am very interested where those 20 men's suits are that they made from Shrek's <laughs> wall. Like those have to be so expensive. Yeah, to make a, a like a homemade wool suit. Well, well, yeah, but also from that specific one sheep that like hid for six years, like one of those. They had enough wool to make 20 men's suits. Not women's, men's suits. Men's suits. <laughs> um okay cool on to the next game um this was the capital g game for this week uh, mortician's tale by laundry bear games it's a death positive female protagonist a visual novel uh with lgbt yeah, lgbt uh, point and click and single player elements it was built in unity a Mortician's Tale is a story-driven, death-positive video game where you play as a mortician tasked with running a funeral home. Take on the role of recent funeral director, direction graduate Charlie as she learns the ropes of the business and industry, prepares the bodies of the deceased via embalming or cremation, attend their funerals, and listen to their loved ones' stories, interact with Charlie's coworkers, clients, and bosses. Um, this is um, a really interesting game. Uh, it, it is... You know, I started it not knowing very much about it. I thought it was going to be a little bit more RPG, have a, a kind of RPG elements in it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of went into it wondering when they were going to pull back and I was going to be able to interact with the world a little bit more. But it, it really is just like interactive fiction. You're on uh, a single track and you can't really deviate from that, from what I can tell. I have to admit, I didn't finish the game because I played it for a while. I was like, this is interesting. I'll probably finish another time. But I was on stream and it didn't really feel like that was the appropriate place to play it, to be totally honest, because I wanted to just be kind of sitting there and reflecting and reading everything. And I had to read the stuff out loud to a room of people, not a room of people, to like four people who were watching and stuff like that. And it, four it people, made then three people, then two people. Yeah, <laughs> one person. One, just you me. have left. Um, <laughs> But what this game is trying to do is really cool. I mean, it's as much of a educational game as anything we've played. You know, it's looking at the funeral industry and people who are interested in it and trying to humanize them and uh, teach you about what it is like to work in that world and also what it, it goes on in that world. Um, and to, to that end, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, what did you guys think? Go ahead, Eric. Uh yeah, it's so there's there's I, I have like these two sort of divergent thoughts and feelings about the game. One of them is like there are some cool elements to it, like the the art style. I like that lo-fi poly style, the low poly mm. style, right? Like just aesthetically, it's it's there and the general conceit, right, where it's like in some ways it's like a, a simulator for coping with death, right. Or for getting comfortable with death or like how we, we talk about and, and communicate with death. And I think that that is cool. I have, uh, I think that like, you know, I, I think you do yourself a disservice when you 
start your game off with like an email. You know what I mean? Or like a bunch of emails to read. Because anytime I encounter a thing like that, I'm I, it 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 takes me out of the video game world. Like I'm just I'm suddenly like in work mode and there's, you know, a presentation of a lot of information that I don't understand why I should be reading it and and like what like I'm reading it just because I've opened this game. Like, do I, you know, like, so I have those kinds of feelings in terms of like the, you don't like being reminded of work when you're playing. Kind of. I mean, like, you yeah, know, and, 100%. and uh, yeah, it does. It does do that thing where you get like, anytime somebody, you know, starts scrolling through like Facebook when they're in a TV show, right. You, where you're just sort of like, Gah. like it just, there's That's certain things that just sort of like, yeah, pull you out of, the reality that it's trying to to set for you. That being said, like there's some cool things in some of those emails. I didn't read all of the emails and everything, but like there was one point where it was like, you know, like things you should say, like, Oh, here's this like link to something I, you know, I sent you, right. You're getting emails from your boss. And, like It's like things to say at a funeral and things not to say at a funeral. Right. It's like, don't say stuff just to like say stuff. Um, and 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 yeah there's something that is kind of cool about that right so like this sort of idea of trying to normalize you know the grieving process or you know the 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 process of of having a loved one passing uh to the other side is a fun and interesting project uh what do you think andrew i agree i loved it so Oh, is my mm. mic off? No, no, that's just what Google no, is telling me. Yeah. Um, I loved it so fucking much. So much. I mean, <laughs> like, get, you're shaving a corpse, which obviously is funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, massaging out <laughs> yeah. rigor mortis. Like, oh, my God. Massaging out rigor mortis is just is hilarious to me. But just an idea, just a game being about grief and transferring from mm. life to death and being the person that is involved in that process is so interesting and, I think, necessary and mm. I I just love the game so much. I think it was so yeah. smart. I <laughs> I love that. Man. I was eating lunch <laughs> while like massaging <laughs> a, a, the dead guy in order to let the formaldehyde flow better through his body. Yeah, and it was funny because I was like, "This is kind of gross," but also this totally feels like one of those like morticians in a like quirky crime drama show. That's like you know like. Oh yeah, he like got shot in the head. By, yeah, like, as and you eat like, like a disgusting salad. Yeah, it's like just so I was like, oh, I'm becoming like this person working in this this funeral parlor. Uh, it yeah, it's I, I mean like it is unfortunate that the game part of the game was didn't feel like the game aspect didn't feel fully it felt too much like a visual novel, like what you were saying, Alex, like it is unfortunate yeah, yeah. that they, they, and then, you know, I mean, or maybe, you know, maybe that's intentional, right? Like you don't necessarily. Oh no, I'd say, I, I'd say it's definitely intentional. I, I hear what you're saying. Like I expected more from it. So I was a little let down, but when I reflected on it, you know, I actually really enjoyed the elements of it because it honestly, the, when I say it feels like an education game, it, I, I really do feel that way. Like, there is like the barest minimum level of interaction that keeps you engaged and clicking around and stuff like that. But really you're just absorbing the information, you know, and the writing is actually very good. Like the, 
conversations people had at the funerals and stuff like that, kind of what you overhear, yeah, felt very true to what that moment would be. Yeah, they never um, sold it out. Like we've encountered no, no, a lot no. of games where you know it'd be like I, one of my favorite parts was. I mean, you're right. The details in this game are very are very good. But there was a kid uh, playing like a Game Boy or like a Switch yes. or something like and just at his like grandpa's funeral. And I, to me, that was like, oh, that's just so good. That's like, yeah, so spot on, you know, like there was also I don't know. I, I'm not sure if this was the same kid, but later on, like because I, I stood at that kid for a while. I was like, man, that's kind of disrespectful, whatever. Later on. <laughs> That kid emails the funeral director and is like, hey, you know, I you said that we could reach out, but I'm having a really hard time with this. You know, like, I don't know, like, I don't want to, like, mess my mom up any more than she already is. She's done such a good job. But like, I I need help. Like, if you know anyone or have any resources, let me know. And it's like, oh, yeah, this kid was just processing grief. Like, that was the only way they knew how to deal with it was to just shut down and play video games and not confront it, you know? Yeah. Um, in denial. What a cool yeah. game that it goes through that. I think it's yeah, so exactly. awesome. And like anything that educates people about grief and dying, like the fact yeah. that all three of us could die right now and it's just over, you know what I mean? Like totally. yeah, nobody, totally. we just don't think about death enough. And I think that's so cool to make it like a fun game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, I think like it's been a, it's been such an intense year year and a half right and in terms of like grief that we've all had to confront or not yet confront and so there's a little bit of for me a um an exhaustion kind of there right (laughs) like when you encounter it it just sort of like encountering a game that's like this is going to be about death it was just a little bit of like a Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, it's not escapism. Right. Yeah. It's here we are. Um, but yeah, I, the, it, the project is, is very cool. I, you know, I, and this is like, this is nitpicking in terms of like, you know, I, I think it's specific to the email aspect of the game, right? Like if you just had like a door that would open and a person would say some of those things, right? Like there's, there's ways that I think it's so funny to me that you are like, Nigel, I am taking this at what it is and having a blast. (laughs) This game is great. I love it so much versus the mortician's tale. You know, I just didn't appreciate like me personally, like the way (laughs) too realistic Too Yeah. I yeah I don't know I I I do I don't know I mean look I I don't want to read emails in games that's just sort of I totally hear that, you that's, that's one of your rules it's a, it's like I think it's there like, I think no emails in games is is a rule like yeah. you can put you can do right it's a video game you're allowed to do anything with it right like you're allowed to have a talking bouncing ball that tells you how you cremate a a person. I now feel like I could cremate a person, which is maybe my snowboarding fallacy all over again. You One of the things about until... this, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> One of the things about the cremation, though, that was so funny is, and this was like the only thing in the game where I was like, "This is like weird that it lets you do this," but you can flick the bones, like, <laughs> like the bone, yeah. the bone interactions is, is like very. Fun. It was so weird. <laughs> like everything else, you're just sort of like somber, and the music's so muted, and like the tones and all the stuff, and then like you pick up the bones, it's like, huh! <laughs> just like toss it, in, like. <laughs> as it flies through the air jingling around i was 
like, I was like, oh man, I'm having too much fun flicking these bones. Well, I never, I mean, I actually, I love that. Like you put a token with like in real life, you put a token with somebody when you send them through the crematorium so that their ashes come out on the other side and it's got their name on it. So you don't accidentally like, you know, get sent somebody home with the wrong ashes. Yeah. And I like that. I also, I really like in the game that like, both with the the you know the casket funerals and the crematorium like you would you could walk up and just spend like a little moment of silence with the deceased like around the family yeah, totally, and that felt totally. so like yeah yeah this character charlie who who you're playing as this like tattooed kind of gothy lady she really she really seemed to kind of have a reverence for for the dead that I that I respect big respect for charlie <laughs> And one of the interesting things about uh, that too is like you're playing as Charlie uh, from at least from where I was, she never says anything that uh, I I could see. Did you finish the game, Andrew? I didn't finish the game, but I also didn't see her say anything to the point that I got. Yeah. Um, So it's, there was a a line, one of her friends who is also sort of like obsessed with uh, dead bodies and works in a museum you're emailing back and forth and that's where you learn the most about sort of Charlie and, mm-hmm. and who she is. But she's like, Hey, I remember you saying you were unnerved about something, you know? So like, maybe this will help address that. And I was, I, in that moment, I was like, Oh, that's so interesting. Like, I don't know anything about this person I'm playing as the surrogate interacting. And we don't really learn very much about her. That was like the first piece of information we had where it's like, she has agency and sort of, uh, uh, you know, a life outside of these moments that we're seeing, you know, uh, which kind of opened up the game in a really interesting way to me because it, it made it much more like, no, like we, the viewer, just along for the ride to like sort of just like, if I'm being honest, like you're like, it's kind of like being John Malkovich. You're like behind the eyes of this person, like experiencing what they're experiencing, but you can't affect it at all. You're just like along for the ride of these little moments. And so we get these little glimmers of her life over the course of this year as this funeral home is bought like by a bigger corporation and then what like that means, how that interacts and you learn. Um, so as I came to kind of just confront that there wasn't like a lot of game there, like I started to get drawn into the story a lot more and really did enjoy it. Um, and it's like you're saying, Andrew, like there were moments when I was like genuinely uncomfortable with the way I was interacting with the bodies, even though the like animation is like, you know, kind of like a flash game 2D kind of thing, you know, yeah. you're not really doing very much. The same kind of stuff you would see in like the, like the flash ads for like, you know, can, like, can you punch like Mike Tyson? Oh, you yeah. Know? It's like the yeah. same, yeah. you know, like, uh, you know, or scratch here to like uncover, you know, your celebrity crutch. Can you That's suture this corpse? Yeah, exactly. Can you build it with formaldehyde? Can you shape this mouth with cotton balls? Yeah. Do you feel like that was the that was the thing, Andrew? Is this like brought you back to addictinggames.com and so you're like another level, you know, the gateway into this? I mean, <clears throat> I wish that this had been on addictinggames.com. I don't think I would oh, have boy. clicked on it then because I wasn't ready, but now uh, with open arms, it was <laughs> so interesting. Uh, would you recommend this to someone who like is maybe not familiar with video games and just like be like, oh, this is kind of an interesting thing that I played like an indie game, you know, like if you're looking for something like a little different, if you don't like video games, like, you know, check this out sort of a thing. I would recommend it to anybody. I mean, I 
totally understand what Eric is saying where it could be a little too close to home for people, whether it's the year that we've just been yeah. through or where they're at in their lives or, you know, what they've experienced. Or if so stuff's happened in the game where it's like, oh, if you had someone who went who like committed suicide, like I'd say like massive trigger warning because there is a part that like deals with that, you know, kind of briefly. And right. uh, it's, it doesn't like shirk away from it. Yeah. Right. But if you are in a headspace where you could be open to it, absolutely, I would recommend yeah. this. I think the more you think about death, <laughs> the healthier you're going to be. <laughs> Truly. Should we get to final thoughts? And the other thoughts on death. Okay, yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Eric, why don't we start with your uh, thoughts? Yeah, um, I think I'm going to be a play on this one. I there's you know I've got a little bit of my own, um, you know, sort of like catches right just like little things that that bump me and and irk me but um yeah just the content of this game and the way that it is uh presented to us i think is is worth checking out right you know i i was a little like when i saw death positive i think i there's a little bit of like eye rolly kind of like you know you're using like you're you know you're you're using like sex pos you know like like uh a little bit of being like oh oh gosh like you know what kind of sort of you know, like hot button you know i don't know there's a there's a there's a little bit of of a uh, baggage like, baggage yeah i'm a little you know concerned when i when i encounter something like that but um it was great it was really really good it's 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 cool it really it lets you reflect in a very interesting and patient way. You can kind of read as many emails as you choose to read. <laughs> uh, and, and there is like legitimate interesting stuff in there, uh, you know, especially it's a game for people who it's a game for kind of everybody, right? Like it's a game for people who have experienced, you know, loss recently. It's a game for people who will experience loss. Uh, it's It's definitely worth check it out what do you think andrew i mean i loved it i think anybody would do well to play it i also think just that industry is so interesting it's so weird yeah, totally. that we look at the corpses of the people who are no longer here our loved ones like i understand it's so important for closure and stuff but like it's not them it's just glue and cotton balls and formaldehyde yeah, totally. it's so weird and so interesting uh, i'm a play all day yeah yeah i you know, reading before going to this game, I always was like, like I was like, either I'm going to be cremated or like <laughs> just put me in the ground and then plant a tree over me. Or the mushroom suits. Grow. <laughs> yes. And then the, the, those were the options. And I like after playing this game, I still feel the same way. Like it is this this weird pageantry, this, this sort of theater we put on at the end of life. Um, but also you'll learn a lot about kind of the the ways in which like predatory capitalism has leached itself into this like very, yeah. um, you know, incredibly uh, destabilizing and intense time in people's lives. Uh, and you can either have someone who is like very sympathetic and there for you and like helps, or you can have someone who's like trying to fucking upsell you on shit. And like this game like does a really good job of illustrating that. And so you get a lot of deeper understanding both into like the industry and thinking about grief and death and all these sorts of things. And also like the intersection of how like we're in the modern world, we're fucking it up. Um, mm. So any game that makes you think this much, you know, is I think really, really worth playing. And Castanito could have made you think this much, Alex, <laughs> but about numbers, adding numbers. It, 
I mean, that's a great point. Maybe but the, too much. The, the, the last thing I'll say is if you're like a middle school teacher out there who's doing like a like a, a segment on like death or dying or something like that, this is a perfect game to put in like a syllabus. You know, it's an hour long. It'll really get people talking and thinking about stuff. And uh, it feels approachable and the low poly is fun. Like it's a cool little teaching tool, I think, more than anything else. And I am here to learn. Um, unlike Cascadia, which just frustrated me. <laughs> math is for math is for suckers. Language arts all the way, baby. Yeah. Also, for right. middle school kids to learn how to use email that young is so beneficial. Like it'll play so such a large role in the rest of their lives. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, that's our time. Oh my goodness, Andrew! Uh, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you for uh, having me. To have you. Uh, can can we can we give you space to plug something? Uh, follow Andrew on Twitter. He's a very funny follow. Yep, yep, sure. Follow me on uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Soft Knox K N O X. And um, I don't think I have anything to plug. This podcast is is what I have to plug. Listen to the oh other episodes God. of this podcast. I'm sure a lot of people will be coming in for the first time because of this one. But uh-huh. please yeah. go back and listen to the rest of the catalog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely your buddy who was the good snowboarder, right? Oh God, I hope not. It'd be weird if he was like, "Why are you talking about me?" <laughs> I don't even remember that. <laughs> I forgot my childhood, you freak. <laughs> I own a house in Brattleboro, damn it. Oh, I don't think he's fallen that far, but maybe. <laughs> right? Brattleboro? Ugh. Oh, man, that was great. Uh, Andrew Knox. Alex, I think that you and I are getting very good at this. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, Our uh, episode next week is going to be a little bit of an interesting one. We got a hot tip from a listener that one of the games we previously played is not what it seemed to be. Uh, That is Glittermitten Grove, which was, uh, we played it recently with Liz Maupin back in like episode 29 or 28, maybe uh, around there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Apparently, there is an entirely different game hidden within that game, and <laughs> I do I don't know if it the entire game is just a front for that game that's hidden in there, or if that's just what they did, or or what it is. But uh, Eric and I are going to get to the bottom of this. Um, yeah, I th- I think it's an exceptionally rare thing to check out a game like that that has such a, a specific hook like that and have no idea and just play the game be like yeah i like the fairy simulator game (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's sort of like we we didn't really do our homework and now uh now we're gonna make up for that well i think even beyond that just like how often would anyone play that game that is so specifically that and like (laughs) not know that about it you know we just took it at face value which is i think a lot of what we do for the podcast so oh yeah absolutely i mean i'm excited to to dive back in there and play a game within a game there was another one i maybe we should do a little bit of this like um it's like you know just sort of like second chance i don't know like i feel like there's some games that maybe didn't get uh the the, the shake love. they deserved yeah that they did and and this is fun to be like all right let's let's actually get a little bit you know roll our sleeves up and get a little bit deeper on this one because that's i think that's a 
I think that's a great idea. I really, really love that. And uh, also, in addition, I love that. I, I think maybe we'll try to do more departures from this or maybe have the conversations with guests be a little more targeted. Uh, mm. We're entering a bold new era for Bundle Buddies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mix things up. After 30 episodes, you know, it's getting a little stale, folks, and we want to keep it fresh <laughs> for you. Always fresh. Always hustling. Eric, always Bundle Taylor Buddies. Taylor Roth, <laughs> Alex Hanet, always Bundle Buddies. Um, well, that's great. Um, <laughs> like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a review there, please. And track us down on the web at bundle underscore buddies on Twitter. And that is it. Eric Roth, I love you. Alex on it. I love you too. Bye bye. Bye. Bundle Buddies is produced by Alex Honnett and Eric Roth. Our theme song is Miyoshiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. Hi.